Hi, this is Bill Woods again up here and wanting to wish wish you a happy new year. Today is uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve. I was thinking about my sister. It used to be so funny because she'd always get nostalgic this time of year thinking about the little baby year coming and the old year having to be chased away. That old man must have hurt his feelings. Anyhow, she was kind of odd about that kind of stuff. Today, I think we ought to take a long look back as we uh, start out a new year. This is the time of year when businesses face the unpleasant task of inventory. I remember when I worked at the Nazarene Publishing House when I was in seminary, how often we had to do, or once a year we had to do inventory. And uh, what a tedious job that is. And I think that anybody has been through inventory knows it's tedious to count one item at a time and try to find out what you have. The publishing house found out they were shocked sometimes at the mistakes they had made. They had overbought some items, and the shelves were packed with the things that hadn't sold, and other shelves were empty because they'd failed to print or buy enough. Maybe we should stop at the end of 2022 and start and, and at the beginning of 2023 to take inventory. To note the successes of the year that we've just come through and, and maybe, you know, learn from that that will bolster us in those areas and help us be stronger. Also, we need to look at the failures that we've uh, had in the last year and the hurt that maybe they caused us and others. To look at things that we left undone and the hurt they caused sometimes is, is kind of a miserable situation. Two scriptures instruct us. James said uh, to not just look at ourselves, but to do something about it. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Also, Daniel chapter 5, Daniel is standing before Belshazzar, uh, ready to interpret the handwriting on the wall. If you remember, Belshazzar was having a, a blasphemous uh, celebration, and he brought out the the sacred uh, containers and things that had been taken from the temple by Nebuchadnezzar. And they were praising the gods of uh, silver and gold and wood and all that. And all of a sudden, there was a hand that came down and wrote on the wall, you know, and, and it scared him to death. He was very, very frightened. In fact, it says his knees smote together and he knew that he had done something wrong. Well, before Daniel gave the interpretation, he preached a powerful sermon to Belshazzar, not just to him, though, but to all who would listen. He told them that what had happened to Nebuchadnezzar, about how Nebuchadnezzar had been so haughty, so proud that God had to bring him low, 
and how God had even made him live like an animal out in the fields for seven years. And he said, you know, your your father or grandfather at this point uh, learned a lesson here. And then he added this blistering sentence in Daniel 5.22. He said, and you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, but you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven. Belshazzar didn't profit from the mistakes of his father. You know, too often we don't profit from the mistakes that our inventories show. We'd be wise to do two things. Evaluate things that happened to us this past year, 2022. Most of us suffered because of mistakes or sins that cost us dearly. It'd be a worse mistake to ignore lessons that we learned those from those bad choices, uh, the things that can teach us to do better. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked about the danger of hitting back. He said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 39, But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn, on, turn to him the other also. Harboring resentments uh, are not good. Resentment is a bitter acid that can only harm its container. I read one time that a rattlesnake, if cornered, will sometimes become so angry that it'll bite itself with its deadly fangs, and then it, it kills itself. When a person harbors hatred and resentment in his heart, he's hurt by the poison of his own malice. He thinks he's hurting his enemy by showing his wrath, but the real harm is done is inflicted deep within his own soul. I don't think he was a theologian, but Buddy Hackett said one time, I've had a few arguments with people, but I never carry a grudge. You know why? While you're carrying a grudge, they're out dancing. Anger causes us to do and say things we often regret. George W. Martin said, I remember a fellow who once wrote a nasty letter to his dad. He worked in the same office, and I advised him not to send it because he had written it in a fit of temper. He sealed it and asked me to mail it. I put it in my pocket and kept it until the next day. Next morning, he arrived looking worried. George, he said, I wished I had never sent that note to Dad. It hurts me that I know, and I know it'll break his heart when he reads it. I, I'd give $50 to get it back. I took the envelope from my pocket and handed it to him and told him what I'd done. He was so happy he wanted to pay me the $50. You know, we can't let things eat at us because they will destroy us. One, uh, one day, two monks were walking to... Uh, in a neighboring village to help in their harvest. They saw an old woman sitting at the edge of a river and she was upset because there was no bridge and she couldn't get across on her own. Well, the first monk offered, he says, we'll carry you across if you'd like. Thank you, she said gratefully, accepting their help. The two men joined hands, lifted her between them and carried her across the river. They set her down on the other side, and she went on her way. After they'd walked a, another mile or so, the second monk began to complain. Look at my clothes. They're filthy from carrying that woman across the river. My back still hurts from lifting her. I can feel it getting stiff. Well, the first monk just smiled and nodded his head. A few more miles, 
And the second monk uh, griped again. My back's hurting so badly, and, and it's all because we carried that silly woman across the river. I can't go on because of the pain. The first monk looked at his partner lying on the ground, moaning, complaining. He said, have you wondered why I'm not complaining? Your back hurts because you're still carrying the woman, but I set her down five miles ago. You know, that's how many of us deal with our families and friends. We're the second monk who can't let go. We hold the pain of the past over our loved ones like a club, constantly reminding them how they hurt us. We're still carrying the burden of something they did years ago. 2023 is a time to let go of the hurts and resentments that are destroying us. Sometimes suffering doesn't come from something we did, but from something that we left undone. Maybe it's a letter we meant to write, or a thank you, or that we've never expressed. I remember one time my uh, friend's brother drowned, and I meant to write a sympathy message, but I was busy. He said later, I looked for a letter from you, but I knew how busy you are. I felt so bad over the fact that I had let him down. You know, there's a terrible sin called the sin of silence. Most of us m must plead guilty to leaving undone things we should have done. This is especially true if the failure hurts our witness for God. Stop and take inventory. How many times in 2022 did you have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with someone about Jesus? Somebody who doesn't know him but needs to. How many times have you told people that Christ, what Christ means to you? How often did you pray for someone who is lost in sin? Probably looking back will discourage some of us. Jesus got discouraged too. In Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. After all his teaching and miracles, the religious leaders were unmoved and rebellious. Listen again to John fourteen seven through 9. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Paul got discouraged. Even after his conversion experience on the Damascus Road, the disciples didn't trust him. He looked back over his mistakes and persecuting Christians, and he didn't blame them for the way they felt. He wished that he could go back and redo it now, and he understood the truth, you know, that that Christ was the answer, but it was too late to go back. That was past. That was water under the bridge. Often we find ourselves in that fix. There's no way to undo damage of the past. We must go on and make the best out of the future. We're hampered because we can't forgive ourselves. Listen, who do we think we are? God is willing to forgive us if if we will confess our sins to him, but somehow we can't seem to forgive ourselves. Do we think we're better than God? 
The second thing to do is face 2023 with confidence. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it uh, my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on forward the goal, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul didn't mean that he'd forget the lessons that his mistakes had taught him. He meant he wouldn't let them drag him down and handicap him as he pressed on into the future. Paul was a learned Pharisee. Paul had made it as high as, you know, people could think about in the Jewish religion, but then he found out he was on the wrong road because he was rejecting Jesus, and Jesus was the answer. He knew Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. So Paul faced the future with confidence. You know, if you've messed up the past, don't let it ruin you now and your future. Uh, after looking at the past and now getting ready for a new year, wouldn't it be smart to commit your life to God who knows the way? Proverbs 27, 1 through 4 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you, and, and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's provoca provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel. Anger is overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? Recognizing your failures or times that you didn't measure up to God's plumb line would be easy to torture yourself for your weak witness. That's not good. That's That will only lead to a miserable life. It's better to, to confess these things to God and ask for forgiveness and put the things in God's hands and let him worry about them so that you can start 2023 with a clean slate and try again. Let's start 2023 outright. Write down heartaches and fears and anger and doubts and resentments, regrets and sins that are, are defeating you. All those mistakes and heartaches and sins can be dropped like a shaggy old coat, never put on again. God will take care of them and give you victory. Some of you might think, well, I'm not ready to let go of that yet. Well, why hold on to it? It'll turn on you and destroy you. I, I heard a story one time about uh, a man in India. Uh, he was a hunter, and uh, he'd gone out, and he found out there in the jungles uh, a little baby tiger. Oh, it was so cute. And he brought it home to his children. Evidently, its mother had been killed, or, or at least he didn't know what had happened to her. He brought this little tiger home to the children. They played with it. It, it scuffled. It rolled around. It was so cute. But the missionary that happened to be there in the village came and told the, the man that uh, it was not safe to have this tiger. 
And the man says, well, you're making a big thing out of nothing. He says, that little tiger is so tame. He says, the kids are playing with it, and there's no problem, and, and uh, it'll always be a good pet. And, and the missionary said, no, I'm warning you. You better get rid of that tiger before it, it uh, hurts somebody. Well, as a stubborn person would be, he went ahead and let the kids play with the tiger. And the tiger kept on growing and getting bigger and bigger. And the kids were having a lot of fun with it. What a novelty. One day, a little girl was scuffling with the tiger out in the front yard. And somehow, one of his claws scratched her and drew blood. When that tiger smelled blood, something happened inside of it. That wildness came out and he mauled the little girl and killed her. If only the family had paid attention and got rid of the tiger before it became a threat to the children or to anybody else. Well, that's the way sin is. Sometimes we think we have our little pet sins, you know, and it doesn't hurt. It won't bother, but I, there, there will come a day when that turns upon you and you will suffer because you've not confessed those sins, you've not turned over that anger, you've not allowed God to, to take all that out of you. The effects of holding a grudge or holding anything that is sinful are serious. Modern medicine has shown emotions like bitterness and anger can cause problems such as headaches, backaches, allergic disorders, ulcers, high blood pressure, heart attacks, to name just a few. I like what Nelson Mandela said. I, I didn't know I'd ever quote him, but he said, Resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. Think about the oyster. It takes a grain of sand and turns it into a beautiful pearl. Too often, we do the opposite. We take pearls and turn them into grains of sand. When we don't love our enemies and, uh, and we strike back at them, we're usurping God's prerogative to mete out justice. God said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. When we seek revenge, we really inflict harm on ourselves. Lewis B. Smead said, To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. I would say today, if you're holding grudges, if you're holding bitterness, if you're unforgiving about people and stuff, if you're having sin that you have not confessed and, and you know that it's, that it's detrimental to you, confess those sins to Jesus Christ. Let him remove them from you as far as the east is from the west. Then forget the past. Move into 2023 victoriously. Place all that harmful stuff on God's altar and leave them there and prepare to live a victorious 2023 walking in close fellowship with Jesus Christ. I want to warn you, we don't know when Jesus Christ is coming back again. We do know he's coming. We know, Lord, that we do know that there'll be a rapture and that we either are, if we're not ready, we'll be left behind and there's going to be seven years of hell right here on earth during the tribulation. I don't want anybody to be left behind. And I would say the most important thing you can do today 
is make sure your heart is right with Jesus Christ. There's nothing between your soul and the Savior. And I think, you know, that the best thing you can do to start 2023 is to say, Lord, search my heart. Make sure I'm where you want me to be. And help me, Lord, to know if there's something there that's detrimental, that's keeping me from being exactly what you want me to be. And I will confess it to you and turn it over to you and find victory. Well, I do hope that you have a good 2023. I hope you have victory in your heart. And I, I will be praying that God will just bless each one of you and that we all together can make progress in building the kingdom of God in this next year. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we do thank you so much for the fact that we can have a personal walk with you. I pray that you search our hearts, mine included, that, Lord, if there's something there that is in the way of our service to you, is something that would inhibit us from being what you want us to be, something that would stop us, Lord, if, if you were to come today and we'd be left behind. Help us to turn that to you and gain victory, I pray. We love you so much, and we want to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Happy New Year. I probably, uh, this will be the final message of this year. Not probably, it will be. And uh, I'll see you on the other side next year in 2023. God bless you. If you want to get in touch with me, you know my email address, lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. Or you can write to me at box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. And, and I would remind you that I do have a website. It's called the Church of the Galilean. That's uh, lowercase all the way through Church of the Galilean, all run together, dot com. And you can pick up my messages for the last year or so there if you wanted to look. God bless you, and uh, goodbye. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful year.